This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. It's time to get educated on your Second Amendment rights. It's time to get locked and loaded with two full hours of gun sports radio. Your hosts, Dave Stahl, Joe Germisi, and Michael Schwartz, will teach you anything and everything there is to know about firearms, self-defense, and the laws that affect your American right to own and bear arms. Visit GunSportsRadio.com with your questions and comments or to learn how to become a guest or sponsor of Gun Sports Radio. Now, here are your hosts, Dave, Joe, and Michael. All right, folks, welcome to FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. Gun Sports Radio. Look for our shows on your favorite podcast platform. It's simple at GunSportsRadio.com. That's GunSportsRadio.com. First hour sponsorship is Firearms Legal Protection. They're our good friends at Firearms Legal Protection, and they are the best legal protection for self-defense. Check them out at their website or firearmslegal.com. And California assault weapons laws make it almost impossible to own an AR pattern rifle. What's the solution? Cali Key. It'll convert any middle-spec direct impingement AR pattern rifle into a straight pull-bolt action rifle so it can have all the features without being considered an assault weapon. It's a true drop-in solution. No milling, no aesthetic modifications, and no turning off your gas system. Keep your entire AR collection intact at a price you can afford at Cali Key. Check out Cali Key at CaliKey.com. That's K-A-L-I-K-E-Y.com. All right, Michael, what do you got planned today? Well, you know, last week we had the uh, famous Masada Yu. Uh, who came on and talked about? He talked a little bit about the the horrible um, shooting in Texas that was actually would have been uh, even worse. Would have been a truly a massacre um, had it not been for one man who was carrying concealed and uh, uh, confronted the uh, the the shooter. And after that segment, we actually got a question emailed to us. Uh, and they asked, what's the best carry option and gun type for church protection? So I asked my good friend Morgan Ballas to come on mm-hmm. and talk a little bit about that. He is a, uh, this is something that he does professionally. So we wanted to have him come on and, and just answer that question for us. Morgan, are you there? Hey, Mike, Dave, How, how's everyone doing? Good. Doing How are you? Great. Oh, doing good. Just enjoying, enjoying this weather. Yeah. Well, good, good, good. Okay. So let's get right into it. So. What's the answer to his question? What is the best carry option in gun type for church protection? First off, actually, before you answer, tell people who you are, Morgan. What do you do and who you're affiliated with? Yeah, so I'm the chief instructor at Defensive Tactics and Firearms. We're located in Fallbrook. We do um, professional firearms training, civilians, law enforcement, service members. Uh, We service both San Diego and Riverside County for their CCWs. And then I also run an emergency management consulting firm that specializes in K-12 schools and faith-based organizations, helping them develop, for example, procedures for active shooter incidents. So you truly are an expert. You're a a scholar, a gentleman, and a fine judge of scotch. You're the perfect person to answer this question. (laughs) (laughs) All All right. So what is the best carry option in gun type for church protection? So I, I hate to dance around this, but if I'm going to give the, the, my true feedback that I would give to anyone, um, first of all, in terms of your carry position, um, being fast out of the holster, it, it of course has to do with training and working with your, your current um, setup, but it, it's really about economy of motion. And what I mean by that is you're trying to cut out as much as possible. So 
For example, carrying appendix, you are naturally going to have a quicker draw stroke than carrying at the three or four o'clock position um, from concealment, just based off of the um, the economy of motion that you're saving. You have to travel less distance, and that's why for a lot of people, um, appendix has become a very popular style of carry because you get to increase that speed time of coming out of the holster. Um, however, specific to this incident, I think something to consider is a lot of times we, we simply work for speed, but there are times when using stealth and trying to gain that element of surprise um, in order to conduct a counter um, ambush is in our favor. So who knows if the incident would have changed um, at the end of the day, but the second gentleman that was shot, he might have increased his chance of survival had he done a slower draw stroke and waited for a better opportunity rather than standing up and making a quick move it, movement which drew attention to him. Interesting. Mm, okay. So if if you're uh, um, if if you're somebody who now one of the things that we I, I think about a lot and and questions comes up a lot if you're at church you're probably sitting down you know and a lot of people uh, uh, you know when they need to carry are are sitting in a car that sort of thing anything on the waist is a little difficult you know what what are your thoughts on that do you is do you recommend uh, anything other than just carrying on the waist or or how do you prepare for that or you know especially for guys like me that. I don't have a lot of extra space in the waist area, you know, so it's it, it's difficult anyway. But what do you recommend? How do people train for that or how do they prepare for that? I, I think it, it's really just going whatever you prefer. I'm not a fan of shoulder holsters, but for some people it may be, you know, um, something that they prefer. Just they need to go that direction based on certain circumstances. Um I would say just diversify your training. And, and I say this as an instructor, I, I want my students to come back, but I encourage them to seek out other instructors because, um, you know, there's some classes that we do where we set up mock scenarios where, for example, you're sitting in a restaurant and you have to draw from concealment while sitting. And we talk about those different considerations. So I think it's very important um, to really diversify your training and look for, for new opportunities. Interesting. Hey, Morgan, it's Joe. Um, hey, I got a question for you with this. Um, when, you know, we've got all the, the new uh, concealed carry type people in uh, San Diego nowadays, and, you know, when we talk to them, we do the workshops, we're always, uh, at least I'm always encouraging them to, you know, to train, to practice, to uh, to learn and get good at stuff. And when you're talking to concealed carriers and you're telling them, okay, however you're going to carry, you know, practice and train, practice your draw. And um, is there a, uh, like, a, a goal that you would tell them to be um, – going for like a lot of times people will say okay a one and a half second draw to first shot or something like that is there um something you'd encourage them to work toward because um i noticed like in my evolution with all this you know i started out with inside the waistband um you know probably at the five o'clock position and i've now migrated up to an outside the waistband holster with a cover garment it works much better it's much faster it's a lot more comfortable so that works for me but uh what do you tell people that ask you about that I think what most people realize is that exactly what you're saying is, is as, as you start to devote more time to training and learning your craft and, and developing your skill set, you start to, to self-realize those things. I think one of the reasons I'm such a good instructor is because I've made all the mistakes as a CCW holder before I started to learn. Right. I, I was the guy that went out and, and bought a subcompact 40 caliber pistol and quickly realized it, it was not for me. Right. Um, and so I, I think it's kind of evolving into that. The overall challenge is people that are, are really devoted to this community, like, like you and us and our listeners, um, 
our mindset is different than the person that has just got a gun. Um, and so it's, it just takes time. And, um, and that's a challenge for a lot of us as instructors is we want our students to keep training, but are they really going to go out there and continue to develop their skill set? Ultimately it's up to them. That's awesome. Okay. So how do people find you, Morgan? Um, yeah. So uh, if you're interested in, in getting your, your CCW permit or other firearms training in San Diego County, you can check out our website. It's defensive tactics and firearms.com. Um, if you're a faith-based organization or school and you're looking to get some consulting on emergency management, you can check us out at um, campus hyphen safety.us. And we'd love to be able to support you. Uh, b- before we run, Mike, I just want to highlight one thing that I think that Moss failed to mention Go for it. Um, and i was actually honored to sit with moss on an active shooter panel last year at, at a law enforcement um, conference yep. um I, th- I think the biggest lesson for me out of the white settlement incident was the fact that here came a man that wasn't part of their congregation that was wearing a fake beard that was wearing a fake wig um and that they had all identified him prior to the shooting as a potential threat but yep. yet no one moved to interact with him prior and i think that's a big lesson we need to take away I think that's awesome. I, I, you, you and I talked about that point just a couple of days ago, and I, it, it's, it resonated with me, and it's been something I've been thinking about ever since, and I think that's excellent advice and a very good point. Morgan's also a board member of San Diego County Gun Owners. His uh, business partner, Shane, is a board member of Riverside County Gun Owners. They're both fantastic guys. They run a great operation, and I thank you so much for everything you do, Morgan. And uh, I Gentlemen, have taken classes you. with Morgan, and he really is a very good instructor. Too, yep, he's me. awesome. <laughs> Yeah, thank you so much. And, and gentlemen, thank you for what you do and, and providing a voice to us and to all the listeners for tuning in. All right, enough back patting. Let's get on to the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, go. All right. <laughs> thank well, you, Morgan. Thanks, so, buddy. Yep, we're coming up in the next segment. We have we have a very cool show. Uh, next segment is Ryan Kleckner, mm-hmm. and then we're going to do all the other great stuff. A.O. Sword, David Chong, uh, Joe Dramisi is going to do a product review. We have all kinds of cool stuff coming up for the next two hours. All right, folks, don't go anywhere. This is FM 96.1 AM 1170. The Answer. Hey, welcome back to Gun Sports Radio with Dave Stahl, Michael Schwartz, and Joe, the covert blogger, Dramisi. This segment is brought to you by Firearms Legal Protection. What's the best defense for self-defense in those horrible new red flag laws? Firearms Legal Protection. Mike, Joe, and I use them. Firearms Legal Protection is the legal defense program for lawful gun owners with a 24-7 emergency hotline and plans designed specifically for the firearms owner. Give Firearms Legal Protection today a call or just go to firearmslegal.com or call them at 469-310-9100. That's 469-310-9100 or firearmslegal.com. Hey, folks, the refi bell has been ringing off the hook. Home mortgage interest rates have dropped to a historic low. And if you're looking to buy or refi, or if you're considering a reverse mortgage, call the local mortgage guys that you can trust. Call Chris Wiley at PRMI Mortgage. For nearly 25 years, Chris has been helping local San Diegans with all their mortgage needs. Give Chris a call again at 619-722-1303 or primeres.com backslash alpine. 
So, Mike, who you got for a guest? We we have a cool guest. Wait till you hear this resume. This uh, this resume is going to make you feel lazy, because that's how I felt after I uh, <laughs> saw all these things. Uh, we're going to talk with Ryan Kleckner. Uh, Ryan is currently an attorney, uh, but he started out his career back in 1998 as a special operations sniper with the 75th Ranger Battalion. Cool. He went on to be a sniper instructor. He has also been a spokesperson for, uh, I'm sorry, government relations for the NSSF. That's the National Shooting Sports Foundation. He was a vice president at Remington. He's also a professor and a lecturer. He's written uh, articles for Concealment Magazine, Carnivore Magazine, Gun Digest Magazine, and Recoil Magazine. And uh, much, much more. You've probably seen him on uh, some. Of, he usually he's, he's been a talking head on some of the cable news sure. channels, and he's uh, by all accounts a fantastic guy. Ryan, are you there? I am. I'm exhausted though. Just hearing yeah. you. Oh, Ryan, what been doing makes me tired. I was just going to ask. <laughs> so you're retired. You're at the beach. You don't work anymore. <laughs> a fantastic well, you know, career. I left the firearms industry proper uh, when I was leaving with Remington. I moved down south. I got out of the Northeast is when I started writing as I wrote my book. And that's just because I wanted to write a book before I died because I thought that was a neat thing to do, even if only my mom and my best friend bought a copy. <laughs> so what's the name of your book? What's the name of your You might as well plug it. Everybody else does. All right. Well, I appreciate that. It's a very simple title. It's, a, it's on long-range shooting. It's called the Long-Range Shooting Handbook. <laughs> uh, nice. And that thing, because everyone is so amazing for the support, took off on me. That was four years ago. Um, it has been the number one best-selling shooting book on Amazon for all four years straight. That's so, awesome. So it's long-range, you know long-range shooting handbook. Handbook. Okay, I'm going to read it. It's an orange cover. It's one of those books that I, if I found that I had anything to offer people, it was breaking things down simply mm-hmm. and encouraging people to do it. And that's kind of what I want to talk about with you guys anyway. Is that sure. I think so many trainers, especially the long-range world, but so many trainers they think that they can impress people by making things seem harder. I swear I've heard guys overcomplicate issues or overcomplicate what they're doing so that somehow we're going to be impressed with them. But I, whether they realize it or not, I think that just discourages people to try on their own. Sure. And with that book, I just took and my other articles or things I do. I take the opposite approach. I say, yeah, you know, when you're long range shooting far enough away, the spin of the earth technically does matter. But you shouldn't worry about that because you're going to jerk the trigger worse than that's ever going to affect your bullet. <laughs> so how about we just make you a good shooter, get out there, enjoy the basics, and have some fun and be safe. And uh, it, it's worked out for me. So so, yeah. so if you're a guy who, uh, you know, you bought a, a 300 Win Mag and you bought a, a, you know, big old loophole scope and put it on there and you're not quite sure what to do next, um, asking for a friend. Um, <laughs> is this, is this a book for you? Is this a book where you'd, you'd basically from soup to nuts, you'd kind of, you'd know how to use your scope. You know, a little bit about range finding, you know how to adjust. Is that, is that the idea of the book or that's the idea of the book? Uh, the first third of the book is a little slow for people that have been into it before I break it down into what it is, how it works and how to use it. So the first third is just what every part of your scope is and parts of the bullet and what these terms are. Then we get a little into the theory and then I give you some practical advice and a lot of the stuff is controversial which is why i liked doing it it's controversial to say stop sweating that small stuff you know mm-hmm. have good fundamentals uh turn the magnification on your scope down mm. stop trying to get so magnified in perfect groups and if you're shooting a minute of angle an inch at 100 yards you're amazing 
stop trying to chase half inch and quarter minute groups that's just not realistic in the real world and go go enjoy shooting if it's not fun anymore why the heck are you doing it wow so what's a what's a what's a what's like a little tidbit what's a tip that you can uh that you can tell our audience here that 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 is like something common or or just a little secret that not a lot of people know or uh, you know give us a little tip All right. to to chew on. In addition to turning turning the magnification down, one thing I would always coach shooters on when I work with them is focusing only on the reticle and applying steady pressure on the trigger. I joke in the book that if I could put that on a loop and sell it on an Apple as a podcast or as a, as a song or something, that it would make everybody better just over that mantra, focus on the reticle, steady pressure on the trigger. And the reason is too many people focus on the target and worry about being so precise that they end up messing everything up. And I, I explain it a lot longer concept in the book, but the theory is if your reticle is moving within whatever you're okay as the target, let's say you're in Northern California hunting deer and the, the deer is hundred yards away or 200 yards away. The kill zone on that deer is about the size of a small paper plate. As long as the reticle is moving within that area, who cares that it's moving? Don't do that internal monologue that I know you all do, which is, a little bit left, a little bit higher, a little bit more, right about now. <laughs> you jerk the trigger and end up making a miss. So if you focus on the reticle and apply steady pressure to the trigger, if that reticle is moving within the kill zone when the gun goes off, guess what? You hit within the kill zone. That's so, way better to me than trying to be too perfect and messing it all up. So what's your, uh, what's your, you know, brag a little bit. What's what's your most impressive shot? Or have you been in a competition and you can, you know, give us a, you know, that one that sticks out in your head. Like six miles. Yeah. Your longest or your best <laughs> one, performance or. The what? best one, the lucky part about it was that I made it look like I meant to do it and that there are actually cameras there. They just took it off of YouTube because it violated YouTube's terms, of course. Well, of course. But I think you can still find it out there like on military.com or something like that. Because I was teaching a bunch of students with uh, Top Shot, you know, the History Channel show. Yeah, sure. yeah. It was after that. So Colby Donaldson and I were with some students out there at his range and we were teaching them how to shoot long range and they were shooting the Barrett 50 cal at a thousand and they were just having a heck of a time hitting the target. And I tried to explain to them what I just told you guys, that it's not about be by being too precise. You'll actually, you'll actually end up failing and allow some movement and do this. And I said, you know what, here, let me, let me give you an example. So I walked over and I picked the rifle up. So with a oh. scope and a loaded mag, it's about a 36-pound rifle. I remember this. And I know who you are now. <laughs> that's me, yeah. I, I remember. I said, you know what? I Keep going. Tell the story. I said, I said, you guys don't want this on camera. This will show us goofing around. I said, unless you want that on camera. And they said, yeah, all right. So I picked the thing up, told the cameraman I was ready, and said, tell me when I can shoot. And so I sat there waiting for him to say it's okay. When he said it was okay, I shot, you know, recoil, set the rifle down and as i'm walking away from the rifle he had about nine people on spotting scopes and a bunch of cameras the crowd goes crazy and i had to walk over to colby in the video and say did i really hit it <laughs> because i wasn't even sure if i did how far and out like, yeah you did keep looking it was a thousand yard target a thousand yards with a 50 caliber barrett holding it not on holding you know, it i remember that i absolutely remember that and I, it was no editing. It was only one shot. I shot one bullet that day, and that was it. And, they, and of course, everyone says, do it again, and I was too smart to do that. Yeah. <laughs> Boy. Nope. That's enough. First one's free. <laughs> Golly. So tell us about Kleckner but, Rifle Company and the hydrogen AR-15s that you're working on. Hydrogen? Okay. Yeah, so I, I, I took the logo for, like, the, the carbon ring, and I took one of the pieces of the ring out to make it look like a C, because I thought that was cool for the scientific side of it. 
that's the logo for him is that, that Kleckner Carbon C. And so I decided to name all the rifles after elements on the periodic table. So mm. my bolt guns are, you know, nitrogen and hydrogen, uh, I'm sorry, nitrogen and oxygen and helium and hydrogen are the AR 15s. It's very small scale. I I'm surprised you found it. I'm glad you brought it up, but I <laughs> very rarely make them. I see four left out of the batch of five right now on my workbench, but very few and far between. Most of my time is spent. Um, I do online courses to help people get their FFLs. So Rocket FFL is me. If you look up anything about getting an FFL, hopefully you'll find me. Uh, Gun University is our biggest project. Starting at the beginning of this year, I am almost 100% of my time into Gun University. And I'm just trying to write every article, every review, every single thing there. Because as you guys said in my resume, I have way too many things going on. And I never know where to tell people to go. And so I made that as kind of my one hub to send everybody to figure out whether I'm teaching the next long range class or when the next book is coming out or, uh, again, like honest reviews. We're, we're one of the rare places that actually gives S that that's very uncommon. I think to find in our industry when it comes to reviewing firearms or products. So we take no advertisers and we are willing to give an F if it's deserved. Oh, wow. So, uh, that's interesting. So if somebody, and I get this question a lot, if, if you want to be an FFL, you actually have like a, 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 a video or, a, or a, a, an article series that'll kind of walk people through the process? I do. Yeah, yeah, I do. I actually, so that was because as a, an attorney, I represent FFLs all across the country. And I was just sitting there one day and realized, and trying to figure out, man, how do I, how do I grow the law firm and how do I get more customers? And it dawned on me one day, you know, I could duke it out over the current FFLs or, you know, I could just make more FFLs on my own. <laughs> it sounded like a good idea. And it's so much fun to do it, and people are so great about it that I don't even really represent as many FFLs anymore. I just have fun getting people to do it. So, yeah, if you, I give away information for free, too. That was my trick. If you go Google how to get an FFL, the first result will probably be Rocket FFL's article where I just walk you through soup to nuts how to get an FFL. You don't have to buy it from me. I just tell you. Mm-hmm. If you think I'm helpful and you want to take a course, well, I definitely sell one. It's a business. And you can take an online course where I walk you through all the steps. But I'm also big on saying you don't need to buy the course. I, I'm 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 a little averse to the the high pressure sales. Like there's a secret that I won't tell you. It's it's all there publicly available. And if you'd like someone to hold your hand, I'll hold your hand. All right. So hey, we're gonna let you. We're gonna hold you over for the next segment. But I have to ask you: Does licking the front sight with your thumb do any good? <laughs> Absolutely. See, I knew it. I knew it. I watched Davy Crockett do it the other day. Yeah. And it was an awesome show. All right. Don't go anywhere. Go work on your workbench for a minute. We're going to come back. Gun Sports Radio, FM 961, AM 1170. The answer. Welcome back to Gun Sports Radio, educating you on your Second Amendment right. Now, here are your hosts of Gun Sports Radio, Dave Stahl, Joe Germisi, and Michael Schwartz on The Answer San Diego. All right, folks, welcome back to Gun Sports Radio. By the way, don't forget to share this show with all your friends, whether they're gun owners or not, because they will learn a lot by tuning in to Gun Sports Radio with Michael Schwartz and Joe the Covert Germisi. A.O. Sword Firearms. Boy, I tell you, thousands of pandemic panic buyers just found out what San Diego shooters already knew. A.O. Sword Firearms in El Cajon has the widest 
selection of guns in the county. A.L. Sward has hundreds of different new and used guns in stock and everything you could want for an AR-15. Whether you're looking for the latest competition rifle, combat pistol, or collectible cowboy iron, you'll find it all at A.O. Sward. They're also a professional gunsmith with a full machine shop. They can clean, repair, upgrade, or even customize your gun, including Cerakote. A.O. Sward Firearm is at 929 East Main Street, just off Mollison and El Cajon. Best of all, they are friendly, informed, and actively support your rights. See for yourself with their legal and technical updates on Facebook. Check out AOSWORD.com or call 619-749-4867. This segment is brought to you by Dillon Law Group. If you have legal matters that involve anything gun-related, you need to call John Dillon at the Dillon Law Group. John is amazing. Anything to do with red flag laws, gun registration, gun transportation, and storage, call our trusted firearm attorney. Not only is he an attorney, but he's a shooter as well. 760-642-7150. 760-642-7150. Or visit his website at DillonLawGP.com. That's DillonLawGP.com. Let John Dillon do the gunning for you. All right, we're back with Ryan Kleckner. Hey, Ryan, welcome back. Thanks, guys. So Ryan is a veteran and an author and an attorney and an advocate, and he's done a ton of stuff in his career. You know, uh, as an attorney and someone that is, you know, very uh, involved in our fight to maintain and and restore and and keep our Second Amendment rights, recently the Supreme Court decided not to take the New York case that had to do with, uh, you know, basically carrying a gun outside of your home. So that, uh, by all accounts, cleared the way for about – 10 other cases that were kind of on hold waiting for that New York case that had it all having to do with the Second Amendment. Uh, do you have an opinion on what the Supreme Court should do or might do next when it comes to Second Amendment cases? Uh, yeah, I wish the Supreme Court was a little more vocal. I mean, we've actually heard, you know, Justice Thomas come out against that, He's, which is very rare for a justice to come out and, and talk publicly about their opinion on what the court should do. I don't disagree necessarily with what they did in the New York case. And before I get ran off your show, uh, it was technically was moot, meaning illegally moot, meaning the city had already repealed the ordinance. You know, it had already gotten done with. So the court's legally bound to only take certain types of cases. And their argument was, hey, that's, the problem's gone. So what could we possibly do for you here? Uh, the people were suing to have the law overturned, and the law was already overturned. Um, so one side of me wants the Supreme Court to step in and be more active and vocal, but the other side of me wants to make sure that we're bringing the exact right case. So, what do you think that right case is? is? Is it out there? Is that right case out there now, or what are your thoughts? I don't know about now. I just want us to be more. I want us to. This is a motivational speech. I think for everyone who's scared right now is to say, yeah, things might be seem bad, but. Just because the case doesn't get taken doesn't mean that we need to worry about our rights that much, even though they're being infringed all the time. It may mean, actually, that they're just waiting for the better case. Because you know, if it's not the right case and the ruling isn't strong enough, it's not going to hold in future precedents and things like that. You know, I still want to see the 18-year-old veteran, you know, his wife, 
take a case that says she can't buy a handgun that might be the most suitable gun for her to defend herself or her husband's deployed. Yeah, I, I want to see that one for the 21-year-olds for handgun. Well, they're they're actually um, uh, we're uh, they're they're doing that out here in California. It's it's making its way, but I, I absolutely agree with you. But, but uh, John Dillon, the guy who, uh, so I I work for San Diego County Gun Owners. We're a political action committee, and and we do a lot of advocacy mm-hmm. at the county level. You know, there's three and a half million people in San Diego. So our our whole group uh, is designed to get the right people elected. You know, right here. And our attorney John Dillon is uh, actually doing that, uh, doing a, a case uh, right here in California that will hopefully uh, restore the right for for exactly what you described, which is uh, eighteen year old and above uh, their ability to get a firearm. Specifically, um, uh, you, you know, veterans' wives, uh, you know, that move to California frequently. You know, uh, people in the military move out here, yeah. and a lot of their Second mm-hmm. Amendment rights just kind of disappear. Um, but I agree with you 100%. What about our pistol roster? Are you familiar with the pistol roster and the pistol roster case? I am. I, I, not as much as, as Californians are, but I'm still fairly familiar with it. But I, I remember micro-stamping when I was the NSSF also, you know, with with, uh, with Kamala Harris and all that, and pistol roster too. It's a mess. It really is. Now, one of the things we were able to do is it was impossible to get a CCW in California, specifically in San Diego, for decades, just impossible. We had three and a half million people. We had like 1,100 CCWs issued. And, uh, you know, the Peruta case happened and it kind of made things worse. Um, You know, the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals said, nope, you don't have a constitutionally protected uh, right to concealed carry. So we, uh, our organization put a ton (laughs) of political pressure on on the sheriff and he is now issuing CCW so in the last couple of years it's gone from 1100 to over 4000 and he's issuing 100 what what Joe 150 a month or so yeah about that before the covid stuff yeah that was yeah. about the average so it's getting better and better and better um and we actually uh took a page out of your book where you were talking about gun university and how a lot of the information you put out especially for for people that want to be an FFL you put that information out for free uh knowing that you know people will uh uh, you know, become a customer basically. And that's what we did. We started yeah. educating the, the public on, Hey, this is how you get a CCW. And it's been extremely effective. We will we'll put on four five, six seminars a month easily, and we'll get 30, 40, 50 people in those seminars. It's all free. And, and it's been really, really successful. But what advice do you have for CCW permit holders? Now that we, now that we have literally thousands of people in, in San Diego, who've never been able to get a CCW before. And now they, they, they can. What advice do you have for them? All right. This isn't my number one advice necessarily. It's my best advice for those people because I'm assuming they've already decided on getting a quality firearm and they're using quality ammunition and things like that. Assuming that it's get quality training and use a quality holster. And holy smokes, I see so many people worry about exactly what gun they should get while they have no idea how to safely use it, nor the laws or doctrines they should be they should be thinking of when they're walking out the firearm, including how to avoid a fight, by the way. Um, or they put it in this really nice gun that they spent all this time researching in an absolute junk holster. And I just want to remind everybody, you are probably going to be carrying that gun 99.9% of the time and not using it to defend your life, which is what we want. We want you to be able to do that, which means when you're carrying it, you've got to be safe. And cheap or poorly designed or poor quality holsters, I'm convinced aren't safe and don't skimp out on that one. That's my advice. What do you think's the biggest uh, uh, bear trap law that that people, you know, CCW holders fall into? You know what I mean by that? Um, you know, the, a law that they unintentionally, um, you know, break or or something they don't think about um, that CCW holders get hung up on. Is there anything come to mind? 
Uh, I see it a lot when traveling to other states. And I see it when it comes to going to restaurants. It varies so much state by state. And I, I by no means, I'm an expert on California state laws. Sure, yeah. But I see those a lot for, even in the news, CCW holders, they get on an airplane, they fly somewhere, and they land in another state. Or even worse, that, that man there from a few years ago, that was his flight was rerouted to New York. I don't know if you guys remember that. I do. Yeah, he, talk, he never even planned on going to New York. He took his bags to the hotel. He came back the next morning, checked his bags in, and was promptly arrested. So I would say traveling, and then when it comes to restaurants, I don't know California's laws, but I'm in Nashville, Tennessee, and you can go into a restaurant that serves alcohol. You just can't have any. And being aware of, of when you're trespassing and when you're not and, and what you're allowed to do there is what I'd call the bear trap laws. But my guidance to people is you, you need to be prepared in the right scenario to maybe have someone push you, spit on your shirt, and still walk away. I'm not saying that's what you always have to do, but I'm saying I can imagine a scenario where I would hope that through training and through practice, people realize that sometimes the best way to win a gunfight is not to get into one and um, just be judicious in what you're doing. But that's what I ask. That's excellent advice. So as a part of your practice, do you defend individual gun owners in, in, in various situations or? No, sir. I don't. I, I am. I'm the boring compliance guy. I work for the manufacturers and distributors and dealers for, international transactions and ATF compliance, that kind of stuff. So what do you see in the future for uh, manufacturers uh, selling firearms, maybe not just to California, but in general? Uh, things, it seems like a lot of things have, are, are – there's a lot of things on the horizon, some of them bad, some of them good. But uh, what do you think the yeah. next five years is going to look like when it comes to what manufacturers can and can't do or some of the developments You know, as a result of, of some of the laws? All right, so the next two years, I think manufacturers are going to be doing nothing but trying to play catch-up. And unfortunately, if history repeats itself, the industry is going to have an accordion effect again like it's had every single time we've had a rush on guns, especially in election year, is they don't have enough inventory to keep up, and then they overproduce. So I, I, can, I can see busy manufacturers for the next couple of years, and hopefully they're getting the message that we have never had such an influx of brand new shooters to the industry as we're having right now, which I think is incredible news for all of us. And I hope manufacturers take a page out of even Smith and Wesson's book. And I can't believe I'm saying this because when they came out with this gun, my first reaction was what a stupid idea. And then I stopped myself and said, Oh my goodness, they're geniuses. They made that, you know, 380 and nine millimeter easy shield. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't think, don't think it's on the roster. But I went, who in the world wants an easier gun with this big? And I went, ding, ding, ding. How great is that? They're embracing people that don't need the most tactical, cool guy gun out there. They're embracing people that might be new to guns and need something easy and safe to operate. I really hope the industry realizes that women are one of our biggest demographic. They're growing right now. And to stop making the gun pink and calling it a woman's gun and instead make them a, a suitable firearm that they're comfortable learning because – we talk all the time about the intolerant left. We need to be more tolerant and welcoming to all these new shooters. And if that's a, a certain style of shooting they want or a certain you know, shape or capacity or caliber, that we should always watch ourselves and not pick on somebody for getting a 380 easy-to-use gun because that might be right for them. And uh, bringing people to the range and offering training, I, I hope five years from now we are so much better at onboarding new people in our industry that they're no longer afraid to go to the range or to ask questions. I can't tell you how much I agree with you. We, about a year ago, uh, came up with a program called hashtag not me SD. SD is, you know, San Diego. 
And the idea mm-hmm. is to help prevent and stop uh, um, uh, sexual assault, um, domestic violence, mm-hmm. uh, specifically targeted for women. And the idea of the program is if they contact us, we will help them purchase a firearm, we'll help them get training, and we'll help them get a CCW. We pair them up with a volunteer who's also a woman, and that uh, the, the two of them, uh, they basically act, act almost like a concierge. You know, they uh, say, all right, well, there's, there's training over here, and there's this kind of training over there, and I'm going to help you walk through the uh, CCW process, and I'll even go down to the store with you and help you buy a firearm that, that is most appropriate for you. And we had one press conference in San Diego, and uh, within, I think, about a, less than a month, 180-something women responded. Um, and it's it's extremely important. It's extremely important. I couldn't agree with you more. You guys should look at the NSSF's First Shots program. Yep, well familiar. Uh, that might be right up your alley. Yeah, yep. I mean, they, they, uh, they have the same mission, and they provide funding. They, they'd be more than happy to, I'm sure, fund an event for you and do the advertising for you. I think it's great, and if I can ever – uh, be a mouthpiece for you guys on Gun University. Just let us know. I'm more than happy to have you guest post an article and point people your way or, or get the word out there. I think it'd be great. Ryan, that's awesome. Thank you so much for being on the show. Is there any particular website that people should check out to learn more about you? No, the, the main one there is all I can I can ask. is gununiversity.com, and I'd like to leave you guys with one last piece of shooting advice, if that's okay. Please. Do you know why military snipers close one eye when they're shooting at a target why is that if they closed both eyes they couldn't see the target <laughs> yuck, 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 yuck. and don't forget you guys have a good day go check out long range shooting handbook by that guy i think you'll enjoy it and you'll learn how to shoot with both eyes open right here there you go on fm 96 1 am 1170 the answer Stay caught. There's more Gun Sports Radio with Dave, Joe, and Michael to come on The Answer San Diego. I hear the train coming. It's rolling around the bend. All right, folks, welcome back. You're listening to Gun Sports Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. Hey, what's the best defense for self-defense in those horrible new red flag laws? Firearms Legal Protection. Mike Lance and I use them. Firearms Legal Protection is a legal defense program for lawful gun owners. With a 24-7 emergency hotline and plans designed specifically for the firearms owner. Talk to the good folks at Firearms Legal Protection today. That's Firearms Legal Protection at FirearmsLegal.com. Or call them at 469-310-9100. 469-310-9100. That's FirearmsLegal.com. Gun owners, be ready with a lawyer in your corner. All right, folks. This segment is brought to you by the Gun Range San Diego. 7853 Balboa Avenue in San Diego. New hours. I want to throw that out there. Friday to Saturday, 10 to 10. Sunday through Thursday, 10 to 7. Just go to The Gun Range San Diego for more information. And with that being said, we have our firearms expert on the line, Jason. Hey, how's it going, Dave? Pretty good. I got the hours, huh? You didn't catch that. Yeah, yeah, that was, that was good. That was good. Well, that's because you guys are on <laughs> Facebook, and I am too. And as soon as I yeah. seen it, I went, oh, oh, change, change, change. Yeah, <laughs> I need to get with the times. I'm not on Facebook. 
No, stay off it. Stay off it. I don't want to see you mad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Uh, no. But I, how's, how's it going? How's it going? Well, Are you safe? We're doing good. Uh, we're just rocking out here. We've had an awesome show up to this point. And uh, so uh, what do you got for us Boy. today? What do you got for us? Well, we um, we are we are getting you know as expected we're we're getting a lot more uh, getting a lot busier all of a sudden uh, a lot more people are coming in to buy buy firearms for defense uh, a lot more business owners a lot more uh, homeowners a lot of people are buying more guns just to make sure that they you know can have some kind of peace of mind uh, with everything going on so we are very very busy today yeah I was over there the other day and I could barely get in. Yeah, yeah, it was, it's nuts. It's nuts right now. Uh, but we're we're just still helping people all we can, and we're just doing the best best we can right now. So what are people are buying? Big, yeah, what are they buying? People are buying mostly shotguns. Uh, mostly handguns and shotguns. Uh, not so many. Not so many rifles. A lot of uh, like home defense style shotguns. Eighteen and a half inch barrel with a stock. Uh, Mossberg five hundreds, five nineties, Remington eight seventies, that kind of thing. Even uh, Stevens 320s, those are pretty nice. Mm-hmm. And we've uh, we're, we're almost sold out of all the practical pistols we have, but we're getting some more in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, do you think this uh, upheaval that's going on right now is having something to do with it? Yeah, a lot of people. Um, a lot of people are scared. You know, mm-hmm. so there, there's 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 protesting and there's also rioting. So you know, a lot of people are are frightened about the latter. Um, I saw a, a video last night of one of our ex-co-workers uh, who is an EMT now, and then people are throwing rocks at his ambulance. Wow. And it's like, hang on, isn't that supposed to be off-limits? Aren't yeah. they there to help you? You know, it's supposed but, to be. Yeah, I mean, geez. But uh, anyway, yeah, just just stay safe. Just stay safe. Stay inside. Um, yeah, that's, that's about it. Right. We are selling out stuff. Hey, Jason, how are you guys set for ammunition? Are you guys stocked up? We are stocked up uh, 9mm. We're starting to run a little low on. We kind of have to ration that out. But plenty of 40, 45. Uh, yeah, we're doing okay as, as far as that goes. All right. Well, that's, yeah. that's good. How about, the, how about range rental? Range rentals, we're still doing that. We're still doing that. That's still going fine. Uh, a lot of people coming in to you know, kind of – uh, most people don't come in and just see a gun and then just purchase it. But most people want to feel a gun, mm-hmm. shoot it, see how they, you know they get a feel for it, and then find something similar to purchase. And that's the way. That's the best way you can sure. you can do that. It's like test driving, you know. Yeah. Whatever you know. Well, and also, it's also good too because you guys are there to answer any questions, help them with anything that you know that they may run into, and give them tips. Right. You know, on on how to handle the firearm because I'm sure you're getting a lot of first time shooters. Right, Tom. Yeah, most most of our clientele right now are you know 100 first time shooters. We are still getting a lot of calls you know, every single day about you know, hey, I'm not really. Uh, usually, the conversation goes something like, hey, I'm not really that into guns, but I see something, I see stuff going on, and now I think yeah. I need to rethink my position on it. And we're always really happy to answer any questions they have. Sure. Hey, Jason, are you guys still working with yeah. the, the first-time buyers? I, I remember uh, during the last surge, um, you guys were taking um, first-time buyers back into the range and actually going through the gun with them, letting them shoot a little bit. Are you guys still doing that? Right now, we kind of have to, because of COVID and stuff, we kind of have to be 
sort of careful about it. But um, we're ap- we'll absolutely show anybody, you know, any question they have about their own particular gun, of course we're going to help them out with it. If they want to know how to take it apart, how to clean it, um, we're always going to tell you. You know, we're never going to tell you, oh, we'll go on YouTube. We'll always show you how. Mm. Right. Well, you know, and that's that's what's good about the gun range San Diego. You know, you're there not just to sell guns, but you're there to educate. Yeah, we're definitely here to educate. We want to make sure everybody knows, you know, uh, you know what you could, what you should use, what you shouldn't use, and you know, defensive situation, that kind of thing. You know, last thing you want to use is, you know, a, a hunting rifle, you know, to defend yourself. Right. Uh, typically, want to use a pistol or a shotgun. Um, yeah, we we show all we go over all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's so so important to do it. So, so the the hours have been changed, and I want to bring that up again because right. a lot of people still think you're ten to ten, but you found That's ten right. to seven uh, Sunday through Thursday works better, or mon- Monday through. Thursday. Yeah, it just kind of works. You know, for the for the moment, it definitely works out better right now. Kind of kind of for everybody. Uh, that uh, that's kind of the cutoff. That's when people start, you know, at least right now. That's when people are starting to kind of just go home. Uh, you know, you'd, you'd hardly see anybody around at that time. So that's uh, it. Just kind of works out for everybody. Yeah. So what's the point of being open if it's quiet? Yeah, there's nothing going on, so there's no there's no reason to be here. And you can only shoot but so I, much I, ammo, right? Right, right, <laughs> right, right. Uh, you know, some I, I don't know. You know, some people uh, they'll bring a, a case of you know 500 and it's gone. You know, it, it just depends who you're talking Jeez. to. <laughs> Some people are serious about their sport. Yeah, that would be Joe. Yeah, Joe. Oh, yeah. yeah he right, is Joe? serious. Oh, yeah. Always serious. He can go through a case in a heartbeat. No yeah, problem at all. Yeah, it, it doesn't take you. If you're if you're like me and Joe, it, it does not take long. <laughs> so It really doesn't take that long. What about equipment? Have you come up with anything, brought anything uh-huh. new that you're selling now, like in the holsters, belts, clothing, anything like that new? We definitely got some new cool clothes out, you know, some TGR brand shirts. We even have TGR brand masks right now, and that's pretty cool. Uh, but right now we're just really trying to focus on – we're trying to focus on arming, you know, the, the people who want to be armed and uh, right. supplying them with ammunition, that kind of thing. That's our main focus right now. So are classes on hold? Uh, classes, no, 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 we're still doing we're still doing classes. If you come on in or just give us a call, we can sort of refer you to, you know, what classes we do have available we do have the get to know your get to know your gun class. It's still going on. Mm-hmm. It's a half hour. That's a half hour of a personalized session uh, with one of us. You know, one of our RSOs who is very experienced. They'll work with you uh, for thirty minutes with your specific gun. They'll show you everything. You know, if it has quirks, they'll show you or tell you uh, tricks you can use with it. That kind of thing. What kind of cost are we looking at? That's seventy five dollars. $75 personalized session. Yep. 75. It's not bad for, for a personalized session. Yeah. Mike pays that to get his haircut. At least yeah. that. At least. Yeah, I mean, you've seen how good my hair looks. Oh, yeah, your hair is styling. Dude. Well worth it. I know. Joe it is a really no, and, <laughs> and if they're going to show you how to do tricks too, yeah, shooting coins out of the air and stuff like that, that's <laughs> a great deal. No, you can't go shoot coins go, out of there. No, Throw an aspirin up in the air. Mirror. Shoot it. No, I'm joking. Oh, the <laughs> mirror routine. <laughs> Okay, so I got to ask you this because I asked this other guy we had on, and he's very yeah. knowledgeable. What's the benefit yeah, yeah. of licking the front sight with your thumb? Licking the front sight with yeah. your thumb. Yeah, you know that with old thumb. thing. And would you see Davy uh, Crockett? So 
You know, I don't know about that. I, I can, the only thing I can think of is that, it, it, you know, if it's dirty, that does happen. <laughs> if, you can, if, it's, if it's dirty yep. and you can't see, you know, the dot, yep. then that's the only reason I could... I can see, you know, you're wiping the front. Other than that, sounds like a sounds like an old cartoon kind of thing. Hey, every time he licked it, he hit the target, so there's gotta be something. Davy Crockett, right? Yeah, so go try that out next time you're at the range. Everybody around you will look at you like, what the heck is he doing? Kinda looks like a lollipop anyway, well, so Yeah, it does. It does look like a lollipop. All, all right, buddy. In all fairness. Good talking to you. That's the gun range you San too. Diego, seventy eight fifty three Balboa Avenue. Remember their new hours, Friday through Saturday, ten to ten, Sunday through thirty, Thursday. 10 to 7. But you can always go to thegunringsandiego.com for more information. Jason, have a wonderful evening. We'll talk to you down the road. You too, Dave. Thank you. All right, folks. Hey, we will be right back. Do not touch that dial. Here's another hour of Gun Sports Radio, and you'll definitely want to listen to Joe Dramisi, our covert blogger, on FM 961 AM 1170. The Answer. This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl.